podcast. As you can see from the title, today I'm going to be talking about shadow work, which is one of my most highly valued activities in terms of self-development. I think if you're new to the self-development field or you're a bit confused about what it even involves, this is a great episode to listen to to learn about shadow work, which is an introspective practice in which you bring the unconscious and therefore the shadow side of yourself into the your conscious so you can become aware of what it is that's molded you to think certain ways, believe certain things, act in certain ways, feel triggered by certain things. And I think getting into the self-development field, you hear a lot about maybe self-awareness or gratitude or improving your life and really upgrading. And I'm such a strong believer in investing in yourself because it's impossible for anyone to know you the way that you know you. And therefore it's kind of like a, not only a really nice relationship to have with yourself, but also I think a really good gift to give yourself almost. Because I'm sure we've all heard the stats about by the age of seven, your parenting and home environment has really molded you to have certain unconscious beliefs. And then you carry these through your childhood and up until maybe your 20s, there's so much change that's happening. And a lot of people think that as you get older, the years feel shorter and shorter and it becomes almost harder to remember what you've done this year because because a year becomes a smaller and smaller proportion of your total life. And this happens every single year. And I think for me at the age of 20, which is a bit scary, um, not that I should be scared, you know, that's something I could be journaling about anyways. But, you know, it can be a bit strange to think about a few years ago and you're like, whoa, that doesn't even feel like that long ago. Like, okay, yeah, maybe it feels like longer than a year ago, but maybe two years ago? And then you're like, oh my God, it was five years ago. What on earth? And so coming back to it, I think if you don't put in the time to truly get to know yourself as much as possible, know what makes you tick, know your weaknesses, know your strengths, I feel like you're shutting yourself out from such interesting and valuable information. The kind of thing that can lead you to incredible relationships, incredible self-awareness that may lead to certain career changes or career moves or even as simple as how you want to spend your day. All of this ties into self-development, which I feel super passionate about. And for me, I find it super interesting to look at all my triggers, all the kind of things that upset me, or, you know, those random ones where you're not even expecting to be upset by it, but you suddenly are, like, super upset and you're like, this doesn't even feel like a proportional, valid response to what's happened. But then with circumstances like that, you can always dig deeper and realise maybe it's something that feels familiar about this incident and that's why it's hitting me twice as hard. Or maybe it's something that was in my unconscious, in my shadow, that I was never really consciously aware that I had a problem with. And then the situation arises and boom, you're being tested and you're just very confused by the whole thing. I see shadow work as a nice active activity to kind of grapple with things. And the thing that I love about self-development, but especially with shadow work, is it's something you can do completely alone. It's free. You just need 
a pen, a paper. You can look online for so many resources and so many prompts to make you think about certain questions if nothing is necessarily springing to mind. And yeah, sometimes you might come across something that you think, I'm just not quite sure how to break out of this pattern on my own. And the help of a professional, like a life coach or a therapist would be really helpful here. And in Carl Jung's Psychology and Alchemy book, he says, there is no light without shadow and there's no psychic wholeness without imperfection. And so shadow work is is a way to shine a light on this side of you and this shadow that otherwise could have stayed hidden but it should definitely not be underestimated because it's it may be hidden but it's still causing things and it's still impacting you and so kind of shining the torch on this side of yourself into the corner of the room that you maybe never look at it can really bring up some of the issues and help you first become aware of them because if you're not aware you can't do anything about it I mean, where are you going to start? It's an issue you didn't even know you had. And then once you're aware of it, you can actually make the changes. And so it takes you from the point where maybe you're being frustrated by these situations that happen and maybe keep happening. And you're just like, why does this keep happening? Why do I keep acting in this way that I know I don't want to be acting, but something's just like kind of forcing me, or at least feels like it's forcing you to act certain ways. This is kind of the method to break it all down and so a technique that I was doing today because I haven't been that into my journaling recently and I was kind of like what's going on here I feel like I'm like off balance and you know when the school year like keeps you on track keeps you on a certain schedule and then you feel like you kind of fall apart without that structure or there's certain environments maybe it's when you go home you can't study in your room or you can't study generally or when you go home you go into these really unhealthy eating patterns And you're just not really happy with it. Something I used when I was journaling today was the why technique. Which is quite simple. Something's triggered you or even you have a question. Maybe you could ask yourself, what is bothering me? And then you say, actually, I feel like money is bothering me. Or maybe when you're journaling, it doesn't even have to be an initial question. Sometimes when I'm journaling, it's just the most random topic comes to mind I'm just like okay let me just write down that sentence and then you just feel pulled to keep talking about it and you're like I've got no idea why I started thinking about money but today I'm thinking about money so let's write about it let's discover what I think about it and so you I guess figure out if something's upset you you say this upset me and then ask yourself why and keep repeating it maybe like four or five times so an example is today I feel upset about money And you start with why. Why do I feel upset about money? Well, I feel upset about money because I feel like it's super inconsistent. Okay, go in with the why again. Why do you feel like it's inconsistent? Well, I just feel like there's always periods of up and down. And there'll be some points where I'm doing really well. And there'll be other points where I'm really struggling. Okay, why do you feel like there's periods of up and down? Well, I've seen that in my past. That's all I'm used to. And then maybe you can throw in the other kind of questions. Like, where did you, where is this familiar? Like, where have you seen this before? And it can really lead you to your family life. And you realising, oh my gosh, maybe this is a pattern that's really familiar with your parents. 
maybe there's periods with your parents' jobs that are seasonally affected. And so some points of the year, you guys are doing okay for money and you feel comfortable. And then other points, it's kind of scrambling and you're limited and you kind of feel this fear. And it's really interesting to think that when you're a child, you're being shaped by all these external forces, not really realising, I mean, obviously not realising because you're a child, how these are going to impact your internal forces. And so maybe you're observing this pattern and through asking yourself, why, 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 why? And where is this familiar? Or have I seen this situation before? How did I act last time? How did that work out for me? Why do I feel triggered by this thing? Why is it an issue? Asking yourself these questions and really digging until you almost go through this chain of links of, okay, here's level one of why I felt hurt by this situation. Can you dig into level two? Oh, is level two maybe that it's felt familiar and you recognise it? Or was level three that it's not necessarily the people this time that are bothering you, but it's the fact that you're acting in the same way? There's so many more levels to it. And what I really like about shadow work is you uncover those subconscious beliefs. And like Charlene said in our episode about her being a life coach and the work that involves, there's very often surface level limiting beliefs. So maybe back to the example of money, it's you feel upset by money and you're digging through the chain of links and you're like, okay, oh, I feel bothered that money is inconsistent. But then you diving one step further and realising the, oh my God, it's related to my parents. Oh my God, then it's related to like my survival needs. All of these things can uncover the true deeper meaning. Sometimes when I'm asking myself this why question and doing this technique, I kind of am deciding and kind of weighing up which reason it is. Is it that I don't know, is this money issue really bothering me because it makes me not feel worthy? And then I'm like, "Mm, no, that doesn't quite feel right. And then you dig a little deeper, you like kind of weigh up the different options. Is it to do with family trauma? Is it to do with like not feeling worthy, not feeling safe? Anything like that. And then you can kind of figure out and try all the different options and see which one feels right to you. Which reason really feels like the right reason and the right cause And so it's kind of nice to float between the different reasons and uncover the true subconscious beliefs. Because, believe it or not, you can have those comfortable surface level limiting beliefs and subconscious beliefs that you're quite happy to go back to. Maybe it's, oh yeah, this just doesn't make me feel worthy or no. Like, but what does that really mean? Sometimes you can like go deeper than that and realise you feel comfortable just saying that blanket term because it doesn't require you to really do any more work. But if you realise that was not actually the reason why it really bothered you, and maybe it was to do with this pattern replicating from your childhood into now adulthood, maybe you'll discover it's this ingrained belief that money is always inconsistent and it's not safe to earn a high amount of money or it's not safe to be able to relax and take days off. Maybe you feel like you always have to be working in order to avoid this lack of money fear and so whatever the topic if it is money if it's something with your friends if it's something within your family if it's within your own internal drive and motivation and the way you do things 
maybe you keep having issues with discipline or your focus or how you're spending your time. All of these areas have opportunities for you to dig deeper and figure out maybe what's causing certain things. I think I'm going to do an episode all about focus because I follow some entrepreneurs who share their daily routines and it's really nice for me to kind of see what it involves. But then what I've also realised is sometimes that makes me feel like there's a certain way to reach success. And so maybe if I'm not waking up at 5am and doing a workout and then working for this amount of hours, and so then maybe I'm then holding onto and creating a belief that I'm not going to be able to reach success unless it's in that very specific structured way that I've seen portrayed. If this very successful business person has reached where they are through doing this routine, maybe that's the only way for me to do it. And then with focus, so many people talk about the importance of deep focus. And so often, through shadow work, through self-development, through self-awareness, I can notice in myself when it feels really scary to kind of invest the time and really focus on something. There's been times where I've been wanting to research a podcast topic and I've got all these tabs open and I want to read, but then it just feels like such a daunting task. In reality, it's not that bad. It's nothing to really be that frightened of. But maybe it's something in my head that's thinking, gosh, all these tabs, and then I want to make notes, and then I want to like prepare what I want to say and make it really valuable and figure out what structure I want to follow. It's very easy in those moments, to be honest, to then just pick up my phone and go on TikTok or something and kind of avoid that fear and avoid putting in that hard work. And so I think this is why I'm always going to be championing self-awareness. Because, yeah, I could sit in those moments, choose to go on TikTok in my phone, and it feels like such an active decision when I'm doing it. It's, damn it, like, I really... Something is really, like, making me want to avoid this work and resist it. But that's not, like, the kind of person I want to be. That's not the kind of... And that's not the kind of behaviour I want to do. I don't want to build up this resistance to hard work. And so it feels like a very active decision when I'm then on my phone going, yeah, no, I'm going to leave this hard work, leave it for another time, go on my phone now, enjoy this very happy, numb feeling of I don't have to focus on anything serious, I can enjoy myself. And I think that also takes me on to, like, a very interesting topic of learned helplessness. And I always thought about this in school, and I kind of called it something like reinforced laziness, I think. I observed this pattern within myself and I guess within others too. It's very common in schools that when no one really wants to do the work and then maybe your teacher comes in and you're a bit nervous, like, damn it, like I haven't done the work. What's going to happen? Like, have I got time to rush it now? Am I going to get in trouble? And then a miracle happens. The teacher never checks the work and you're like, oh my gosh, I did not even have to do it in the first place. And then they never check the work. And then you're just there like, continually getting this cycle of I can get away with not doing the hard work I can get away with putting in the bare minimum and not pushing myself and also not holding myself accountable and then the byproduct is this reinforced laziness you're just constantly used to you kind of getting away and not having to show up in the full way you know I mean for school it would be doing all of your work at the gym it would be actually completing a workout, actually 
like limiting your rest times, all these things that can really make a big difference. But if you just keep letting yourself get away with this reinforced laziness and this bare minimum kind of activity, that only makes it harder and harder to have prolonged periods of deep focus where you're really going to do like the valuable work. And so it's things like that that you discover in shadow work where you're like, okay, but why am I running from this pattern of working hard? Or maybe it's, oh no, I need to change my behaviour now because if I think about where I want to be in the future and the kind of person I want to be, then I can't keep tomorrow myself and saying, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll really put in the hard work tomorrow. Oh yeah, tomorrow will be different. And so I think from this chain of thought, you can kind of see it improves your perception. It kind of improves your maturity. I think it's a very mature thing to do to open up to the uncomfortable sides of yourself because whether we like it or not life has molded us and with good there's bad with traits that we love there's traits that we don't like about ourselves and so becoming more aware of these can help you gain a better perception of things gain some self-awareness uncover these subconscious beliefs and ultimately really improve your life you can improve your own personal mindset which Mindset is such a difficult thing. It's so easy to go down a slippery slope, but you really want to make sure that you're constantly improving so that your default mindset is a positive one where you're encouraging yourself. You're you're not tearing yourself down and saying you're not good enough. You don't look good enough. You're not doing enough. But you're thinking, I can improve. I can keep getting better. Like, you're amazing where you are now. We can do even better if we want to. Like, all these kind of things. And I think it's... It's definitely uncomfortable. It can definitely be quite emotional to do shadow work. I guess prepare yourself for the possibility because sometimes it can really hit you out of nowhere. But after that, after the big emotional uncovering, there's so much space for optimism. And I think what's really important to note with shadow work, whether it's certain prompts like, what would you tell your 10-year-old self? Which initially maybe you're like, okay, interesting question. I don't know where this is quite going. But then you start answering it and you're like, oh my gosh. Here I've just uncovered all these ways that I feel like I've been a victim or life has done something bad to me or I've experienced something negative and I don't know why it's happened. I think I really like these questions where you talk about your younger self because it really helps you have that self-compassion. Often we can be really horrible to ourselves and we feel complacent with that compassion when it comes to ourselves and... We're like, oh, like, it's fine. I don't really need to be that kind to myself. But if it's your 10-year-old self, I think you realise, and if you're even like then visualising yourself, what you look like at 10, what kind of things you were doing, how you were maybe feeling, there's that innocence that makes you really want to like protect yourself. And I think that's really important with shadow work since it is so vulnerable that you really have to be compassionate, caring, show that unconditional love to every version of yourself but especially that inner child that from childhood has had certain things happen and and has had certain aspects of life mold you into the person you are now and that is the version that you really need to heal i always hear people when they talk about self-development and your inner child is and trauma especially it's always heal your inner child and you can heal your current self and so maybe another prompt is And this one isn't so much a question, but a fill in the blank. So, quotation mark, 
it's okay to blank. And you fill in that blank. And you can brainstorm, you can think about it. What, what in the moment is coming to mind? Maybe you're beating yourself up that you're not working enough. You're not doing enough of your time. And so maybe it'd be worth watching a nice YouTube video on EFT, which is tapping, a technique where, I guess I could briefly explain it, you tap on aspects of your face and your body. So things like pressure points, so your inner wrist, your cheekbones, top of your head, so the crown, your jawline, just above your mouth, just above your eyebrow, these kind of spots on your face. You can tap, and I think the action paired with words gets through to you. And so when you've identified this aspect that you feel like you're struggling with and you're trying to change it and you're trying to tell yourself that it's okay to be happy, it's okay to spend your money, enjoy your money, it's okay to take time off, it's okay to relax. All of these things, combining that with tapping, can really get that through to you and kind of go deeper. And since a lot of our subconscious beliefs come down to like a survival instinct, where deep to our very survival needs, we feel like we're not going to be safe if we do not have a certain amount of money. We do not feel safe if we're not constantly working and earning this money, therefore. We do not feel safe if we're doing nothing with our time. And so then we build up this fear of relaxation and we feel like we're not worthy. All of these things, like, you've got to... I think if you do use this prompt, you've just really got to be open-minded. Even with journaling, some days nothing is coming to you and you're just there like, okay, like, I really, really don't have anything to say. Like, I'm fine. And other times it will all come sprawling out and you'll be like, oh my gosh, unexpected, but we like it. And so definitely look up some shadow work prompts. I feel like there's so many out there and it could be quite a personal thing, whether you want to focus on what is bothering me about body image? What is going on in my friendships? Why do I repeat this pattern? What is familiar about this sad feeling, maybe? All of these kind of things, those are very rough, but they can all be used to gain this insight. And so that's all about and so I mentioned the why technique. I've mentioned these prompts that you can easily Google and have a look at. But one that is even more in your day-to-day is just watching how you react to things. I don't know if everyone's going to completely agree with this, but I certainly see some truth to the statement that you compliment people based on the things that you kind of value. Which, confusing sentence, I'll explain. So bleaching my hair for years and years I learned the importance of a really good hairdresser the importance of really good hair care and I became aware of aspects where I didn't like how my hair looked I didn't like the color maybe I didn't like the quality I didn't like how it naturally dried all of these kind of things and it's not necessarily an insecurity but maybe it's just something I'm aware of and it's something I value I would value that really nice blonde color I would value that really nice natural wave or the hair being super healthy 
And so when I look at someone, as everyone's brain would, you're kind of analysing, you're like quickly taking account of what you're seeing in front of you. And your brain can't handle all these thoughts at once. You're not going to be detailing in into every little aspect of themselves. But this shortcut of what your brain naturally is thinking about and what your own insecurities are or what your own like values are, it's going to be like the yellow car thing where that's the first thing that you see. You say you want to look at yellow cars, you see yellow cars everywhere suddenly. It's just almost like a filter for your brain. And so in my example of beautiful blonde hair, when I meet someone and they have that hair, I'm going to be instantly drawn to it. I'm going to see it and I'm maybe I'm going to compliment it. And it's very interesting because that compliment, yes, it's to another person, but it says so much more about me than it does about them. Sure, they have lovely hair. Someone else, though, they might have completely... Like, maybe if you're seeing them, you might not even focus on their hair. You might focus on their nails or their hands. Maybe that's something that you're conscious of on your own self, and so that's what you would point out on them. And so people don't always compliment the same things about people and it is a kind of nice insight into everyone's own personal filter of I value the nice hair so I see it on other people I value maybe nice long fingers and so I kind of notice that on other people I really like a good fashion sense or maybe I feel a bit insecure about my fashion sense and so when I see someone with a really good fashion sense I'm noticing it immediately and I'm like wow And so I do kind of believe that the things that we compliment about others say a lot about ourselves and what we're conscious of, what we maybe like about ourselves, don't like about ourselves, want to improve about ourselves, compare ourselves on, all of these kind of things. And so I say this to say that with shadow work, qualities that we're denying in ourselves, we can often see in others. If I'm getting annoyed at someone being really impatient and just wishing they would just calm down a bit, relax, it's okay, it's not the end of the world. I need to look at myself then, because perhaps I'm projecting. And as humans, we all try to be quote-unquote good, but we've got our egos there to protect us from this shadow and unconscious side that may distort this view and break this view that we're good. Maybe this shadow side makes us feel like, oh no, like I'm not a good human being which is obviously a very like arbitrary term and there's no such thing. But then the qualities that we're denying in ourselves and seeing in others means that we're projecting. So anything we're bearing within us, we might be projecting about others. Perhaps my annoyance that someone's being really impatient is coming from my own impatience. And maybe I'm not consciously aware that I have this quality and I'm thinking that I'm this perfect human But really, if I thought about it and I did some shadow work, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I hated that because I hate that in me. That person showing up late really annoyed me. And then you realise you've done the exact same thing. You do the exact same thing. And so shadow work, I think, definitely kind of look at the duality. At some point, we're all hypocrites. Like, we say we dislike these certain traits and then we go in illustrate those we judge people super harshly on certain things and that's probably because within yourself you also do that thing and you're just not happy about it and so have a look at your reactions because other people are great teachers and often the same problems come up 
but packaged a bit differently just to like test you if you've really learned from something. Maybe it's you had a friend who didn't reach out as much as you did and it always annoyed you and then, okay, years on, you're no longer friends with them. You feel like the situation's over. Surely it is because you're no longer talking to them. You're no longer friends with them. But then you make this new friend and you're noticing the same pattern happening. And you're like, what is going on? Like, why is this happening twice now? Shadow work is the key to realising it and realising the pattern that goes behind that. And so use the why technique. Use prompts. Try reflect on your reactions to things, whether it's in the moment or at the end of the day, you just thinking about it and be like, how does that make me feel? Why does that make me feel that way? Okay, let's take a note of every time I feel annoyed during the day. And therefore this exercise is also you engaging in an inner dialogue. It's you kind of talking to yourself. These techniques you could all be writing down. You could even just be doing it in your head and having that conversation with yourself, which I think is super valuable to have because obviously writing takes a bit longer. So it can kind of be used as like a nice procrastination tool, believe it or not. Like you could really be there like, yeah, I do want to do some shadow work. But suddenly you're there taking extra long to write these really long sentences when if you just had the conversation in your head you'd get through it so much faster and actually get to the root of it so I mean definitely be aware of those methods and tools that you use to waste your time in the guise that you're being productive when actually it's just like a surface level like you're wasting your time on purpose like if you think about it you really are um and so that's just a random potential thing that's happening with you maybe it's happened to me in the past maybe it's happening to you but generally you can engage in an inner dialogue and get through this so much faster and so I'd love to hear what you think about shadow work maybe you'd be comfortable sharing any techniques that you've used or any success stories that this has led you to if this is your first time hearing about shadow work and it's now encouraged you to get started that is incredible I'd love to hear how you get on. You can definitely DM me at The Making It Podcast on Instagram. And I hope this has piqued your interest for you to read more, learn more, maybe watch some YouTube videos. You can watch some TikToks on it. And so thank you for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I'll be back next week. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day.